Hi, welcome to the show, good people of whiskey. And today, Nicholas and I are chatting coffee. No, you have not tuned in to that coffee podcast, How to Grind Your Bean. We're still going to be chatting about whiskey, but we are joined by the magnificent beast that is Tommy Tardy. Tommy has been an owner of some of the finest restaurants and bars in New York for over a decade. His bars include Fine and Rare and the incredible Flat Iron Room, which has been awarded Best Whiskey Bar of the Year in 2021 by Whiskey Magazine. And both are definitely a must visit for any whiskey lover when they're in the city. How's that for a plug, Tommy? Welcome to the show, man. How's it going? I thank you. And um, pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was good. I'm, I'm a taking that you wrote that down and rehearsed it a couple times because that, nah, that was pretty... that was just all off the top of my no, head. That's the way that I was roll. just right off the top of your head. Yeah, okay. right off the top. Right. And his, good, 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 and his good. poem entitled "An Ode to Tommy Tardy." <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> that Burns guy better watch out. <laughs> right, Tommy. I have to say, um, when we talk about something that's getting well roasted and not another whiskey podcast, we are often referring to either Daz or Brendan McCarran. Now, you're changing that today by talking about whiskey infused roasted coffee beans. So, talk to us about the journey going from you know whiskey bar extraordinaire to barrel aged coffee roaster. Well, you know, um, it's interesting because the segue between one to the other was was really it started out in the restaurant. Um, this whole kind of journey started when uh, when the pandemic hit, and I'm I'm a bit ADD and I can't sit still, uh, and and then also I need to pay my bills. Um, and the restaurants were both closed, and I had a lot of free time on my hand. I mean, I I really had nothing but time. And I was sitting in the restaurants uh, alone a lot, just kind of, you know, walking through and pondering and thinking. And I said, well, what, what's, you know, what happens if the restaurants don't reopen? What if we don't make it? What, what am I going to do? Um, and I would, that was kind of a journey in itself. I was thinking if I'm going to do something, it's got to be something that I'm passionate about. And I think the reason why the Flatiron Room and Fine and Rare was a success was because I was into it. I liked booze. I liked, you know, the whiskey. I loved learning about it. And I loved the kind of culture of it. Um, and I think in general with people, I think if you're into something, you're probably going to do better at it because you like doing it. Um, so that was important to me. Uh, but then I was like, well, what, what do I like? What, what do I want? What can I turn into another career? Um, and I was like, you know, I'm into motorcycles. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what if I could work in a shop, like rebuilding engines. And I was like, you know, that's cool as a, you know, something to do for fun, but I don't see that as a career for me. Um, and then, you know, I'm into fishing and I thought about that. Um, and I like making things that I, I didn't think that would work out. Um, and as I was doing this, I was drinking a lot of coffee and, and I thought to myself, <laughs> I really, really love coffee, arguably more than whiskey. Like I go to bed at night um, and I don't know if you guys have this, but I go to bed at night and I, I'm, I'm like looking forward to waking up so I can have coffee. I literally, I feel that way at night. I'm like, ah, tomorrow morning I get to have coffee. Um, and I thought there was something there. So I, I jumped on a flight and I went to Columbia because I knew nothing about coffee, nothing other than just how to consume it. Um, and pandemic was just starting to ease. And I, I went to Columbia and I remember contacting some travel agent that 
focused on coffee experiences. And I was like, that's a great place to start, you know, for, for a guy who knows nothing about coffee. Um, and I took my, my younger son with me and we went and we went into, um, Manizales, which is this coffee region, uh, in, in, in Colombia. And I spent like seven, eight days there. And every day I, I told him to book me with something, some kind of a coffee experience. And what, what I found remarkable was that the culture of coffee reminded me very much of the culture of, of whiskey. It was a lot of, um, you know, families um, that it was passed down from generation to generation. Um, it was very, very labor intensive, um, very hands-on, um, kind of romantic and charming in that, you know, you just pour your soul into something that could definitely be made quicker and easier. But these people that are behind it, they, they, they choose to go the extra length to produce a high quality product. Um, and I was, I saw it and I was like, man, this is, first of all, the similarities, even when they were, when they were walking me through these coffee tastings, um, the, the, the vernacular that they used in the way they were nosing the coffee and, and, and looking at the coffee, I was like, my God, there's so many parallels to whiskey. Um, I was like, that's it. I'm going to, I have to do something with it. I got back. Um, and like probably everybody that, that visits, uh, you know, coffee, region comes back and then they start, you know, flexing with all their knowledge. And I was, you know, telling my wife, like, oh yeah, no, this is the way you drink coffee and this is the way you nose coffee. And, and oh, she must have been delighted. Oh, I know that when I so tell delighted. my wife I should she, do something basic, she loves that. <laughs> yeah. She just kept saying, Yeah, continue. Tell me again. Tell me again. No. <laughs> uh so then I thought you know, how, how, me getting into coffee is going to be a real stretch. I know nothing about coffee. People don't know me for coffee. And then I thought, well, you know, it would be very cool if I could actually take the coffee, um, the green coffee and put it into a barrel and, and experiment, you know, and see how that, that worked out. And me being a, a whiskey guy, happened to have quite a few barrels um, laying around. I had some small ones that I got from a local distillery, like 10-gallon barrels, um, and I refreshed them, put some whiskey in it. I bought a small roaster, um, and it was it was really it was fascinating because you know we're we're not we're not infusing. There's no artificial flavors. There's no artificial um, anything in, in in our coffee. We just take. Um, you know, high quality coffee uh, beans, green beans before it's actually coffee. And we put it into a barrel, um, a freshly dumped barrel, you know, the fresher, the better. And then we just rotate it. We rotate it. So we get a lot of surface contact and those flavor notes that are trapped inside the barrel actually impart into the green bean. And it just delivers this remarkable note of first and foremost, you know, nice, rich, beautiful coffee, but also these hints of, of whatever the, the, the whiskey that previously was there, um, you know, notes of that. So, uh, and I, and I, and I played around with that. I played around with that for a while, you know, just learning the process, how long it sits in there, um, you know, how to roast it. And again, I had like a small roaster that I played around with, um, and I then I, I found a, a a bigger roaster, like a professional roaster that that does it to scale. Um, but before I got there, it was important that that I I was confident that it was a good quality product. So um, kind of leaning on the people in the industry that I knew, 
um, I put together a uh, some sample packs um, without any like this is my fancy packaging. Um, but the packs that I initially put together were like in Ziploc bags or stuff I bought on Amazon. And I sent it over to Bill Lumsden. Um, I sent it to uh, Rachel Berry. Uh, I, I sent it to um, Wes Henderson of, of Angels Envy, um, Richard Patterson. Um, yeah, I reached out to him first and foremost and said, hey, listen, I'm, I'm working on this side hustle. Uh, would you, if I send this to you, would you give me an honest review of, of it and let me know what you think? That's it, you know. And if and if you, and if it sucks, then please tell me it sucks, and you know it'll help me uh, not waste any money. Um, I sent it to uh, Heather Green, Milam Green out in Texas, um, uh, Ralph Lorenzo, Bardstown, Clay uh, uh, Risen, you know, the great author. author. Um, and they they all got back with really positive, insightful information. Um, you know, some people said, "Oh, it needs more uh, bourbon notes." Other people said, "It's too much bourbon notes," and that's subjective and that's cool. But overall, people enjoyed it, and that yeah. for me was the big kind of uh, seal of approval. I said, "If these guys, the most, you know, arguably the the best uh, uh, palates um, in the world, you know, if they like it, then <clears throat> I think I think I'm onto something." Because yeah, the coffee, be, the coffee's great. Like the yeah. product's fantastic, but the 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 box that arrived and Tommy, thanks very much. This is this is a an unusual show for us because for the first time ever, I have something that Mitch doesn't. So Mitch. because because, <laughs> because you're based in New York and I'm not far out of there, this I know and I know one's on the way to Mitch, but that's not the point. The point is that I get to enjoy <laughs> it and he doesn't. Tommy, he's <laughs> so happy right now. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like Christmas he, has come early for him, man. Like, he's he, so happy. He, even Nicholas, the che cheers, cup. cheers, me, buddy. Cheers, brother. There you go. Ching, ching. Even, yeah, fuck the, you guys. The, I'm the, drinking the, whiskey. <laughs> nice. Nice. But even like the cowboy cup, like the box that came in, the artistic drawing, the packaging is beautiful. But the smell in my home. When I was yeah. like, I was, you know, the, 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 the little hand grinder that came with the kit. Yeah. yeah I yeah, took yeah. my time. It was, you know, it was a, it was a 10, 15 minute process, process yeah. which actually like usually, and I will admit I'm a quick, you know, Nespresso pod machine, boom, what a cup of coffee, right? Get my yeah. and I, I get going with my day. But the theater around doing this was For actually sure. quite nice. It kind of slowed me down into the process and laid, allowed me to appreciate the flavors at every stage of the grinding of the bean, opening the pack, first of all, you get this kind of wonderful smell. I opened the bourbon barrel-aged uh, yeah. Mexican whole coffee beans. You know, you get that aroma up front. Then you get the grinding process where you start to really, the coffee starts to really permeate into your house. And then that slow pour over into the cup. It was just, it was cracking really, really, I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. But the smell and the, the, the final uh, cup of coffee is exceptional. I think you you nailed it when you said the kind of not theater, but the whole process of doing it, it slows you down. And that's that's what I found too. It's it's you know, that 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 hand grinder that I sent you and Mitch, when you get yours, you'll you'll agree. It's um we recommend buying an electric grinder because you know, a few <laughs> a few of those, it's 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 fun the first few times and it's in a pinch. When I go camp and I take that, it's great. Yeah. Um but it does, it forces you to settle down. Uh, and it's, it's like, it, I think it's very much like whiskey, right? Like you, you put that time into it and you appreciate it a little bit more. Um, so 
it's and then the whole the whole aromatics like hitting you when you first open up the bag it just kind of sets the tone for what you're about to taste and <clears throat> what i love about it is we're not we're not using just we're not camouflaging the fl- the taste of coffee i mean we use specialty coffee which is you, you know it's a, a very it's the highest quality coffee specialty um and we just we we enhance that with these these nuances from the barrel um, so you're starting first and foremost with a really great cup of coffee <clears throat> and we spared no expense in, in sourcing that. Um, but then adding to it, it's, it's really, it's combining the two things that I love. And that's where the morning dram came from. Like the, I, I love a dram of whiskey at night um, and I love my, my coffee in the morning. So the morning is time for my morning dram. So, so in my mind, that well, made perfect sense. I couldn't believe it wasn't taken. All right. That's yeah, I can't believe it's not taken either. I want to I want to rewind a little bit here, Tommy, because, you know, Mm. you've just touched on this a little bit and you're obviously a big whiskey guy. I've been in flat iron rooms and, you know, how how many whiskeys you got in flat iron room? It must be seven to ten, seven to ten. (laughs) So, you know, your whiskey as well. And, you know, I have over a thousand. It's over a thousand. Yeah. Including old Shibui, by the way, Tommy. So thanks for your support there. Always got to get the plug in, mate, don't you? Always got to get the plug in. Um, no, but I, you know, I, I want to know, and I, I read kind of interviews when this first came out, out with you, and you're very, I suppose, secretive about what casks you've used. But, mm. what, you know, did you did you really kind of go like, all right, this is the particular brand I want, this is the particular flavor, or was it just all experimentation? And then moving um, forward, also, sorry, man, it's a two-part question, but have, yeah. you got, have you got it in mind, like how you're going to move this forward and, and potentially look at other brands and look at other styles of whiskey with this? Sure. Um, so initially it was, it's trial and error. You know, we, we started off with a, a bourbon, a rye, and then I got my hands on an, an Apera sherry cask out of Australia, um, spent a lot of money on it, got it over to the U.S., um, it was quite dry, so the the maturation process process was was much longer, um, and it didn't it didn't it just it delivered a much lighter um, note. Uh, and some people love it; um, others want a little bit more. But that was an experiment, um, and I found I think more of the experiments were how long it sits in the cask because if you let it sit for too long i found that you're getting more of you start to it it starts to overpower the the flavor of the coffee um similar to like a you know an aged bourbon right like you know sometimes when it just gets too old it's cool that it's old but it's it's you just get these really you know heavily wooded notes and um it's not for everybody so it's finding that sweet spot where you know, you had that perfect balance, kind of the harmony between the coffee and those, those flavors. Um, so that's where the experimentation was. Uh, and that's, was kind of the driver of, of, you know, the casks, could I get it fresh? Um, and where I want to take it, well, an interesting thing that happened is, um, we were contacted by, we're doing some partnerships with, with, um, different companies and, we had a company, I don't know if you've heard of uh, O'Shaughnessy's Distillery um, uh, uh, out of, Mil- uh, I think it's Milwaukee. Um, I don't think it's it is Milwaukee. I, I'm just edit that. Um, <laughs> O'Shaughnessy's <laughs> Distillery, um, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. There we go. 
they have uh, Brine Nation. They took the master distiller, uh, Jameson, um, to go over there and they created an I, the first Irish American whiskey. Uh, I went over to visit them and we've been partnering with them. And so they ship us their barrels with a little bit of liquid in it. Um, and so it's nice and fresh. And I tell you, that coffee, um, that that partnered coffee is just fantastic. It's it's this kind of beautiful um it just it pairs so beautiful with with the coffee pairs so beautiful with the um that irish american whiskey uh so that's that's super exciting they sell it in their gift store um and it's you know it's great branding for them it's great branding for us um and i i, I yeah i think the market too just getting into uh distilleries is is, is a big thing for us people are in that mindset they want to buy something yeah. yep so coffee's your morning dram, which we yep. love. Yep. Will you continue to grow with your whiskey bars and ventures like that? Or are you all about your morning Joe now? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll be, this will be the first uh, place that I publicly announce it. This is kind of a, yeah, it's kind of a big thing about to breaking say. Breaking news. Yeah. Um, breaking news, Tommy. Yeah. Breaking, breaking news. Um, we just signed a deal in Las Vegas. So wow. that's, um, yeah, Congrats. so that's pretty pretty good. We're we're gonna do the Flatiron Room Las Vegas. Can you um, tell us a venue yet? I can't tell you the venue. It's a new venue. It's being constructed right now, um, and that is you know we're we're super excited about it. Um, it's gonna be a much bigger spot, uh, and we you know twenty twenty three for us is really gonna be about scale and expansion. Like we want to. Um, we want to open up that place um and we have a couple other um things in queue as well so we're we're um you know we've had a lot of success with Flatiron, both of them but Flatiron room you know it's it's been around for over 10 years now um okay. so it, we've we've learned a lot in that 10 years and we just want to uh you know we kind of want to continue with it and and um you know improve on on it and it's it's still you know after 10 years it's still very relevant to to the audience so um, you know, why not, why not expand? Nicholas, it sounds like a great excuse for us to go back to Vegas and I can propose to you again. I don't need an excuse <laughs> to go back to Vegas. <laughs> I, I will be there and I can, and can come in and, and, and uh, obviously Shabu's here in the States as well. So like we can come in and, and do some stuff with you guys. Yeah. It's really exciting that you expanded to Vegas. It's a great market. And yeah. It's a huge whiskey market. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I've been doing a lot of research over there. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's exciting. And it's, uh, I think it'll be a real big test. Like, you know, we have two in New York. Um, so, so taking it, a, uh, to another state and we'll, we'll see how it does, but I think we have enough infrastructure. It's all about infrastructure, right? And making sure that we could, we, we can expand without, um, and work on the business versus like in the business and, you know, you know, having to be there all the time. So it'll be a good, uh, good test for us. Um, but I'm excited. People over there seem really um, open towards it. Um, so yeah, we're we're we're, cool. we're happy about that. Yeah, yeah. It's super exciting. Um, Tommy, I want to bring it back into the whiskey world a little bit here. You know, we look at somewhere a big brand like McAllen, who recently released the the Harmony Second series, uh, which was very much inspired by coffee roasters. Do you see more whiskey coffee collaborations on the on the horizon? You know, in particular with whiskeys that are designed to be drunk with coffee, like like this particular one, or do you see it staying the way you're doing it and being the other way around? 
you know, I, I, I gotta say with, if McAllen gets behind something, um, it, it, they're very trend setting. Um, so that coffee that they released, uh, that, that whiskey that they released, I, I thought it was really nice. Um, and they did a good job with it. So I, I would not be surprised if we see other people, um, go down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they, McAllen obviously did a lot of R and D behind it. And I find that most companies, um, if they know a big brand got behind it, they figured they did it for a reason. Um, and for them, a smaller brand, they can look at that and say, okay, well, this, this clearly is, is, uh, you know, thought was put into this. Um, and you know, they, they will probably have a go at it. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's going to happen, but the fact that McAllen did it, um, I suspect others will probably follow with some, some other version of it. That's cool. Like your wife, uh, da- is it Davy? Your wife? Davy. Davy. Sorry, my apologies. So Davy, is she part of the, the business as well? Or is, does she just keep you grounded? No. Oh. Well, so she's, you know, it's, it's. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, you just worked out that. I will say anything to put in a shitty pun joke. <laughs> um, but um, bum. <laughs> she is very much part of the business behind in the scenes. She's kind of my my. Uh, she doesn't work work in the business. Um, when well, I, I take that back. The restaurants. <clears throat> she's just kind of my muse, right? Like she's the one I I I can run anything by, and she'll give me her honest opinions and, and feedback. And I know that, you know, she always has my best interest in mind and that's super, super valuable. Um, with the coffee, she's a lot more involved. Like she, you know, she's kind of been on this journey with me and she's, uh, you know, she's a lot of times the face of it. I, you know, take a lot of photos of her and we post that. Um, and uh, so she's, yeah, she's, she's a big part of the coffee business. Um, and it's fun. It's fun. It's just enough that, uh, she's involved but it's we're not doing it so much that we're like you know fighting uh so it's it's good it's a good balance yeah you have a favorite uh coffee cocktail uh espresso martini come on man classic no brainer Mm. um so tommy you know we know that you're into your coffee with nothing added but what's the worst thing that you could ever do to a coffee that's this kind of common practice i suppose you know is it is it like milk cream sugar iced uh, just how do you recommend people to drink it it's similar to whiskey similar to whiskey you know we i'm in that business right people come in all the time they order whiskey they order um you know johnny walker blue uh in coke right <clears throat> seen it happen um they order uh i've seen glenfiddich uh uh 30 year old um with Coke. I, I literally have seen people order that. Um, and so our, what we do, we don't make judgments, right? I mean, however you want to drink it is the right way to drink it. Uh, we, we will always put the Coke on the side uh, and let them do that. Uh, but, <laughs> but with coffee, you know, there's, we're using, I, th- I personally, you don't need anything to coffee. You don't need to add anything to coffee if the coffee is, is really good. I mean, you know, you don't want to camouflage the flavors. You don't want to add anything else to it. Um, you know, sometimes coffee is is pretty harsh. Like everybody's had a gas station coffee and you you taste it and you know it's been like sitting there for, you know, 18 hours. Um, and sometimes it's just so harsh. You want to add some sugar, you want to add some milk and you make a little cocktail out of it. 
Um, and that's cool. But if you're getting really, uh, you know, specialty coffee and, and the coffee that we have, it really, I would recommend trying it first, you know, try it without anything at all. And I, I think you may be surprised if you're used to drinking coffee with sugar and milk. And, you know, there was a day that I did that as well. Um, but try it first. And I think you may, may be surprised. So um, similar to whiskey, I always recommend starting with it neat and then adding a splash of water or milk uh, and then going from there. Right, Tommy, listen, we're going to wrap it up here now, um, but it's been great having you on. But before we go, we're going to do a quick mm. fire round with you. Great. Absolutely. So kicking it off, what's the worst and best city in the world to get coffee? Uh, uh, New York for both. Mm, there you go. Good. Well Fix both boxes. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. You can either drink whiskey all your life or coffee. Which one's it going to be? Uh, coffee. Oh, wow. there you go. Get off yeah. the show. <laughs> no, you know what, man? It's like, yeah. I... Oh, Sorry. thanks for being a guest and not another coffee podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the biggest celeb that you've ever had in your bar and did you buy them a drink? Uh, Lady Gaga oh, uh, cool. did not buy her a drink. Uh, she was, yeah, she was surrounded. The whole, you know, paparazzi thing was outside. Um, did not buy her a drink, though. Uh, but I did think about getting her coffee, but I was yeah, just just too much, too much. <laughs> on the note of your 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 bars, Tommy, what's the worst experience you've ever had in one of your bars? Ah, oh, good, good question. Um, God, there's so many, Mitch. Um, the worst experience that we've ever had in the bars. Um, busy Friday night. Uh, the sound. Uh, the sound goes out. The sound goes out. The audio audio system stops working. Yeah. Was it with a Awkward. live band on live music? Uh, it was with a live band. It oh, just man. it was yeah. It was a really uh, yeah. But Have I could fun. follow that with um, busy Friday night and the power goes out um, briefly. Then it comes back on. Uh, busy Saturday night and the AC goes out. Um, yeah, New York summer. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. When you drink, when you're not, where would you drink? Sorry, when you're not at one of your own venues. If it's whiskey, uh, I'd go down to Brandy Library. Um, Brandy Library is just like you know they inspired me so much in uh, when I created the Flatiron Room. Um, Brandy Library is fantastic. I, I'd, I'd go there. Um, if not, um, somewhere like with you know at a, at a friend's house, you know, just taking a bottle somewhere and, and kind of cracking it and. Um, drinking with a friend. Top three restaurants doesn't have to be in New York. I'm a big fan of uh, Zuma. I love Zuma. I love the atmosphere of Zuma. Um, I like Beauty in Essex. Um, I love a good uh, street side taco. Um, you know, in Texas. Uh, yeah. What's yeah. the next vacation or holiday that you've got planned? Doing a motorcycle ride down in Kentucky. Um, this backwoods discovery trail. Um, my brother and I are going to do it, uh, in May. Um, so we're going to, yeah, I'm going to somehow pair that with, uh, with some distilleries, but they have these back route, uh, off-road motorcycle rides and we're going to go do that. But Tommy, listen, it's, it's been great to have you on the show, man. A real pleasure. Um, just a little plug for the great. coffee. Where can people find it? If they're listening in the U S can, can they buy it anywhere else outside, outside the U S as well? So you can buy it um, just online right now. That's that's the primary spot. Uh, E-commerce. It's 
themorningdram.com. Um, it's available at both of my restaurants. Um, it's available at a few distilleries, uh, including uh, O'Shaughnessy's. Uh, Keeper's Heart is the the brand. Keeper's Heart whiskey. Um, Heather's uh, distillery out in in Texas. Um, and we're working on a few others, uh, but that's okay. it. Online is the easiest, easy peasy way to get it. And is it just U.S. only? Uh, it is. It's U.S. and Canada for now. We are okay. going to be expanding. We just got to crack that whole shipping code uh, issue. So for the listeners here in the States, buy this coffee. Do yourself a favor. It is absolutely superb. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. No, it's killer, man. All right, Tommy. Well, great to see you, man. Hopefully we, uh, we do it in person soon. Thanks for being on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me, guys. <laughs> How come I can see you on my screen? Where are you? <laughs> um, I should have said whiskey and not coffee. We're on a fucking whiskey podcast, mate, not a coffee podcast. What's wrong with you? As it rolled out of my mouth, I was like, what a, what a dumbass thing to say. I was in, I was in like, I was, I guess I'm trying to to change all your listeners' behaviors to like just coffee. They're gonna stop drinking whiskey. They're just gonna hey Tommy said Tommy said you should just drink coffee. Uh, I guess we should just give it up. The next time I see you, the, the background is gonna be all coffee bags. All coffee bags right there. We're gonna find this whole